trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material like every other episode we've ever done We'll go male and female. So what is your favorite ride or attraction or thing to do at any of the parks across the world? And then what is Bo's? I would say, and they're prob- it's probably the same. I can call them in here, though, if we need to, to like, feud it out. It's probably Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. It's a, it's a simulation ride based on the movie Avatar. I mean, the technology is out that's of the pretty cool. Point. I didn't even know that existed, so that's that's Neither awesome. did I. I'm like... <gasps> oh, man. The first time we rode it, we waited in line for almost three hours. Wow. I, I still say to this day, and we ride it every time we go, I would wait three hours again every time to ride it. <laughs> From a professional that often goes to, to Disneyland and Disney World, that, that's pretty big. Okay. Avatar. Uh, and I don't like to wait in line for, for a lot of things, but that is one. You know, Bo, he, he can sometimes not be a huge thrill seeker. So usually mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'll wait back with the, like, he'll wait back with the kids and I'm waiting in line by myself. Um, he really likes rock and roller coaster. Um, See, I did do Aerosmith. that one. Yeah, I did do that one. And I took my dad yeah, on that good. one when we went, you know, again, this was the early 2000s. He's claustrophobic. It was it's dark. <laughs> it was dark and he was strapped down. And these guys know my dad. I, I think you might have met my dad one time, maybe. But anyway, uh, he's a I big I think dude. in a football game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a big guy strapped down in that thing and it's dark and like, you can't see what's going on. He was, I just kept talking to him. I was like, Hey, it was his favorite. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. And he, he enjoyed it. He did end up enjoying it because I kept his mind off of it long enough until we got going. And as soon as we were moving, he was cool. Right. But up until, until that, he went upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a, that was an experience with him. Like I enjoyed it and it was but it was kind of a, another roller coaster to me because I am the thrill seeker or used to be. I don't know. I haven't really been to amusement parks in the last while. But, you know, that that was cool for me to go. And I wanted to go on it. And I don't think my little brother could because he wasn't tall enough. And like it was, you know, it was kind of all of these things came together. So my dad was the only one that was going to go with me on it. And I got this giant claustrophobic monster next to me. So that was that was fun. That was fun. Anyway, Shout out to Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the Avatar one sounds cool. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and it's funny because you know you have one like with our kids, we've got one thrill seeker and one like that's terrified of her own shadow. So it's it's really neat to kind of see the dynamic when you actually get to take your kids and you do all these things that you've done as a you know that you did as a kid with your parents, and now you're taking your own children and doing the exact same things and riding the exact same rides and taking the exact same pictures like that you have on Dumbo or, you know, Winnie the Pooh, all of these like old classic rides that have been around for forever. So would you say that like there, that the Disney obsession runs in the family? Is it like one of those things that's like instilled in you as a kid and then you pass it on? Cause I mean, there are people that go, you know, that, that go every couple of years or every Mm -hmm. decade maybe 
And then there are the folks that go biannually, you know, or, or even more than, you know, once a quarter or, or something. Once a month. If you yeah, exactly. Like, uh, okay. No, and, then that, and that's not fair because that's her job. And like, that makes perfect sense. True, but true, like, true. there are people that are not associated with Disney in any way or travel and they go so much for everything. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of families, especially a lot of families that live in California and in Florida. There are a lot or that have family that live there, you know, so it's really easy for them to get there and to stay there, you know, because it's not cheap to go to Disney. And that's why a lot of families only go once a year, once every two years. And and I get that. So a lot of, I think, like the diehards live there or, or nearby or have family that do. Um, I mean, we went as kids, but it, we really didn't start going all the time until college. You know, we went a couple of times a year with, with his family. And then once you, once we started taking our own kids, we were like, okay, I mean, this is, it's just, it's so neat. Well, just to, to experience it through their little eyes for the first time, for the second time. And then every time you go, there's something different they can do or something new or something that, you know, wasn't even built the last time they went. So it's like, it's ever, it's ever changing. And so the experience changes every time. On that topic, perfect segue. I think I saw pictures of you guys at Star Wars, the Star Wars area, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of new and stuff. What, uh, what was that like? It's, it's epic. And (laughs) uh, it's coming from, I mean, I know this is going to sound terrible, but I, so I'm not a huge movie person as an adult. Like you put a movie on, like that's like a recipe for me to go right to sleep. So I've never been like, like Harry Potter. I know all about every ride, every Harry Potter attraction, every Harry Potter restaurant and wand that you can have made over at Universal. And then we'll, we'll so it's talk. The same we'll talk. talk. <laughs> I got you there. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of the same with Star Wars. You know, the movies have been on in the background and, you know, my son loves it. And so does my husband. And so when I went, you know, for the first time to, to Galaxy's Edge, my mind was absolutely blown. It is like the most immersive experience section, like immersive anything that I think Disney Parks has done at on both coasts at, at Disney World and in Disneyland. Where I mean, is that it's one just, at? It's, so Galaxy's Edge is, is in both. There's Galaxy's Edge okay. in Disney World at Hollywood Studios. And then there is Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, the actual Disneyland Park in California. They're both identical in the aspect that, you know, they both have Black Spire Outposts. They both have Smuggler's Run. Um, they both have Rise of the Resistance. So all the attractions and the characters and the restaurants are the same but it's laid out a little bit differently. So, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting to see both sides of it because it's identical, but also not. <laughs> okay. It's like when you go into an HEB here in, in, uh, in Texas, you know, yeah. you have, it's like, it's the same, but it's like, you're like, this yeah. is a little bit different. I had that experience today. I went to a different one. I was like, this is a little different than my normal one, but okay. <laughs> Where's the bread aisle in this one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and it's massive. It's huge, absolutely huge. And I mean, they've got a Millennium Falcon. Like, I don't know if it's true to size because I don't know what the true size of a Millennium Falcon is or an X-Wing or anything like that. But I mean, I mean it's a standard Corellian freighter. So it's, it's pretty well known. <laughs> it's a standard size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks to be it. 
Um, but, and then the, the attractions, the technology that they've put into the attractions. So Avatar, Flight of Passage, we were talking about, and I was talking about how just amazing the, you know, the technology is. They've put that into Galaxy's Edge attractions, but then also added on to it. So it's just kind of like they took one, you know, one sort of like simulation technology and then put it on steroids. And it's, it's, it's a full experience, the whole thing. So I think we kind of forget, you know, on our podcast, we talk a lot about Marvel and Star Wars and, and even Disney to an extent and, and kind of the, which is going to be the older Disney stuff, but there has been so much that's been acquired. So many properties have been mm-hmm. acquired by Disney that they mm-hmm. have just gone like crazy with huge. all of the different, yeah, huge um, with all of the different things. And, and I guess probably the one that like stands out in our minds is going to be the star Wars stuff and, and any of the Marvel right. stuff that's available. Um, but like, I hadn't, I'd never heard of the avatar one. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I didn't even know they had a, an avatar ride at, I didn't even um, know Disney owned it, but now, um, now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. They did. They did get that. So right, it's, yeah. it's uh, all of these different things. So of the new stuff. Okay. So you, star Wars galaxy edge is awesome. Avatar is awesome. Is there anything that's newish, newer or whatever? That's like a must see. Cause I mean, in my head, I think, okay, we're going to Disney. We've got to do all of the classic rides for, especially when they're little, mm-hmm. right? Let's do the classic rides, mm-hmm. not necessarily get them out of the way, but get them out of the way. And then <laughs> where do we need to go? You know, from there, where, where are the dads going to like really rock out with like their childhood <laughs> nerd stuff? Like that, what, right. what are they going to dig on the most? Well, I mean, obviously the galaxy's edge stuff, um, which this is not open yet but it is being built, which is the Star Wars Hotel. That's, I mean, just like uber fan. The, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a must do. So uh, it's... It, <laughs> all I think of is the cantina and it's just like... Do, 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 if that's not all, playing 24-7 in the background, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to go. <laughs> there is the cantina. I don't cantina want to go if it in, is. In, <laughs> there is a cantina in Galaxy's Edge, which is awesome. It's such a cool bar. Um, and that is the exact song that plays the whole time. But like the (laughs) wine is, is blue. I can't remember the, what was it called? I can't remember what they called my wine. It was like a Chardonnay, but it was blue. So, and they've got drinks in there that foam and that numb your mouth. And I mean, it's just, it's a epic experience for sure. And, and it's very exclusive, you know, it's hard to get a reservation for, you can only spend 45 minutes in there. It's a two meet, two drink minimum. So oh, it's wow. like in out, yeah, because there's there well, kind of pre-COVID. It's so the restrictions have loosened a little bit in there now, just because you know capacity is down. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was almost impossible to get in. Like it was. I mean, it, it, I had a lot of clients as soon as it opened that wanted reservations, and I spent days online getting them <laughs> reservations for Ogas. Could I stay longer if I pound more drinks faster? Is that a thing? Is that an option? <laughs> and maybe if they lose count. <laughs> exactly. Too funny. Um, so, That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. So the Star Wars Hotel is on track to open next year. We have been told that reservations may open by the end of this year. So basically we would be able to start booking guests at um, the Galactic Star, Cru- Star Cruiser. That's what it's called. By the end of this year. But we're, I mean, we're getting close to that and I haven't heard a word. So I'm assuming it's probably been pushed back. But so yeah, Star Wars... Uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, that is the hotel that'll be opening up 
next year, but it, it's not like a hotel you check in, you know, for five or six days, check out, you know, whatever day you want to. It's almost like a cruise experience. You know, like when you do a three night cruise, you're on that cruise ship for three nights, four days. Everybody checks in at the same time. Everybody checks out at the same time. So this is the exact same thing. Everybody checks in at the exact same time. You check in for two nights. You don't leave the resort except for once for your excursion. And your excursion is over into Galaxy's Edge in, uh, in Hollywood Studios. Again, it's not open, so none of this is firsthand experience. This is all just kind of like research, but in a nutshell, the guests pretty much interact with one another as basically like this, like kind of like live role-playing like storyline. And they also interact with the characters as well. So there's characters in this resort, which is, a, I mean, pretty much a first, if I'm thinking of every Disney resort. Like, there aren't characters typically just roaming the hotel, interacting with, with people, unless you're dining with them. So, yeah, you check in for two nights, check out, do your excursion over in the park. And so, yeah, I, hopefully I'll know more um, next year. Hopefully we get to go on a tour. <laughs> if you need volunteers for that, I think... Trey, myself, and Brian are more than willing to to bite that bullet and do that for you. We we will do it. Hey. Volunteers tribute, like we don't mind, guys. <laughs> no taken. <laughs> I don't know. To, you may have to. You might have to fight fight Bo for that one. <laughs> can take he, he can come too. He can come too. That's Does true. the resort let hey, droids in there though? Because um, I don't want to. I don't want to see any droids don't. at the resort. We, we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> Well, I mean, Urban, Urban still doesn't have an iPhone. That's really what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, you can build your own droid um, in Hollywood Studios, so I'm, I'm assuming those droids will be allowed in. <laughs> With your stupid funny jokes. <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of other new things kind of in the pipeline. Um, Marvel? At, Did, didn't they have Marvel? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Well, so over at uh, DCA, California Adventure Park, one day when they decide to open the doors again to those parks, um, Marvel Campus is, from what I understand, ready to go. So that's pretty much where kind of all of these, you know, well-known superheroes that you guys have probably been following your whole lives, um, that's where they'll all be found. So Black, uh, what, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, that will kind of be their stomping ground over in um, over in California will be at California Adventure Park. And so I know they've got a couple of attractions um, that will be in that land. One of them is Web Slingers. It's a Spider-Man uh, themed attraction. The simulation ride, from what I know, again, it's not open yet, so I've never ridden it, obviously. Simulation type of attraction, something to do with web, you know, like the spider webs. Um, Hopefully it's then, less dangerous than the Broadway musical they tried to do a couple of years ago. Well, <clears throat> it's probably a decade ago now. You guys remember that? I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Irvin? The, yeah, hmm. they, they tried to do a Broadway uh, show. I think it was Spider-Man Into the Dark. And it kept getting... Hold on, let's see if Trey remembers this. Trey, you, you done babysitting? Do you remember the, the Spider-Man uh, Broadway show they tried to do several years ago? No, probably for good reason. No, okay, so they it was called Into the Dark, and it did not get off the ground because it had so many injuries. Like, people kept trying to, like, do the Spider-Man stuff, and they kept mm. falling down and, like, breaking legs and shit. Awesome. <laughs> no one remembers that? Okay, hold on. So you're saying if you go to the Avengers complex, I could meet, like, Black Panther the way I could meet Mickey and, and Goofy and stuff like that? 
Yeah, so you can actually meet, I mean, if, if Disneyland California Adventure Park, if it were open right now, I mean, like Black Panther would be around, Spider-Man would be around, um, Captain America, I think he would make certain appearances, but he wasn't, he's never been just kind of like roaming like uh, mm-hmm. with the, like the others, um, but like Avengers, you'll Obviously see them. Obviously he's too Black- busy, he's coordinating with, you know, leading the Avengers. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. like, is it the same thing for Galaxy's Edge where like the heroes of Star Wars, like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Blando Blabrizian show up? <laughs> so they are typically not in Galaxy's Edge. Typically who you're going to see there is um, Darth Vader, uh, the Stormtroopers, Chewbacca, um, Ray. So no, yeah. no Schlamblo though? I've never... No, I mean, I pretty much see just the same, the same ones kind of romping around there. There is a girl, I cannot think of her name right now, with purple hair. Oh, it's General Holdo. Uh, no yeah, one's favorite character. That's actually oh, Brian's favorite character. Yeah, That's probably just Laura Dern just like trying to relive <laughs> her glory <laughs> days. Exactly what she's doing. She just dresses up and, and like, every, she's like, it's, hey guys, do you remember me from your favorite Star Wars movie? And all the kids are like, no. And they spit on her and leave. But then she's oh, like, well, maybe, maybe if they would make a Jurassic Park, then I could be in that one too. Oh, yeah, God. okay. Actually, that segues very nicely. So you're in the travel business and you're aware of the history of the Jurassic Park parks uh, with killing their attendants. Would you have any ethical qualms about sending families to Jurassic Park knowing there's always that <laughs> likelihood that they will escape the park and kill the kill your clients? So I'm going to say for liability purposes, that's a, a big no. Yes, <laughs> that's, 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 that's probably reasonable. And it's, you're not going to get the repeat uh, clientele, right? Because they're, you know. Not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's dinosaurs. <laughs> I take There is a new Jurassic Park um, ride opening up at Universal, which is supposed to be really epic uh, in the next year. Wait, Ooh, can Disney buy the rights? How versed are you in... Uh... In Universal stuff, out of curiosity, because I know, I mean, obviously, I'd have to imagine people going to Orlando are going to be like, "Hey, we're here." Like, what? Uh, what, what do you know about that? Yeah, yeah. So I do book a lot of like what we call like a split stay between Disney World and Universal, or I'll have families stay at Disney the whole time, but they just, you know, their kids are huge Harry Potter fans, so they want to go um, to Universal. So Harry Potter is a huge draw over there. Um, yeah, surprised the. So the, I mean, the ears haven't you know, stolen that yet. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, (laughs) it's pretty amazing what they've done over there too, um, with Harry Potter. So I'm very familiar with, you know, the resorts over there, the parks, the attractions. Do I know it? Like I know the back of my hand, like I know Disney, maybe like 90% as familiar with universal as I am Disney. Um, so I mean, definitely gonna gonna help somebody who's never been there before I've been several times myself and very recently um, one of the most confusing things there over at Universal is you know which resort is the best because there are certain perks to staying at different hotels like um, if you stay at their top tier hotels you get uh, the unlimited Express pass for free which is huge because you basically get to skip the lines at all of the rides and so you stay at a nicer hotel, so you pay, you pay a more premium price for your resort, but you're not waiting in lines. And people will pay money for that all day long, whereas Disney doesn't offer anything like that. 
So um, they're, Disney and Universal are extremely, I mean, day and night different from experience to the staff, to the rides, to the, oh my gosh, the intensity of the rides at Universal is insane <laughs> compared to Disney. Really? Okay. Super cool, man. Yeah. Harry Potter land is, uh, is definitely an area I want to, uh, I want to attend at some point too. Yeah. I would put that up to like galaxy's edge as far as just pure immersiveness. Like you literally walk through, there's basically like this wall, like an archway and you like walk around it and it's like, you are like, you're there you're in Diagon Alley and, and you're, there's like, there's no other world outside of it. It's, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> so um so yeah that's kind of what's going on over in uh marvel marvel campus over at uh, dca so I'm, I'm excited to check that out especially having a son who you know just really kind of getting into that he was actually captain america for oh, for halloween cute. yeah so i had you know it's been like princesses and many and daisy you know for six years so now we're getting into the superheroes, I'm like, wow, I really need to step up my game here. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's awesome. Oh man, exactly I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Bo being a dad and getting to uh, to experience that with his son. You know, you come get Parker Howard whenever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much like what, as far as like new kind of in that realm. There's uh, there's other new attractions. I don't know if you wanted me to jump into any of those, there's always something going on, something changing, something being built or renovated or re-themed at, at all of the parks. So. Very cool. Trey, you look like you're about to ask something. You're like, <laughs> well, what? I was going to say, just um, face, man. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, or ask, I guess, what is your favorite Disney movie? I mean, I'm like the classic, like, Probably that's, have to say Little Mermaid. Okay, that's that's <laughs> like that kind of classic. <laughs> My yeah, and that's her that's her go to. You know the the VHS tape that got wore out. You know multiple yeah. times and I had to buy several copies of it because they watched it yeah. on repeat over and over <laughs> and over again. So, and now Elizabeth I mean, I, likes it too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember mermaid. watching it even all the way up. I mean through college, I, that was the only dvd i had in my laptop and i'd watch it every night <laughs> in, nice. a, in the sorority house <laughs> that's nice. amazing so, brian what's your favorite uh disney movie what is your favorite disney movie probably the empire strikes back <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> i mean he's technically not right princess leia is a disney princess yeah it counts yeah that's true nerd yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I didn't I didn't touch on was um y'all you guys like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yes. Okay, so um that will be uh a new attraction coming to Disney World over in Epcot. Um it's actually a new roller coaster, which is a big deal because Epcot is really upping their game and and adding more attractions, which is is very needed at that park. Um so that will be a new attraction. Again, they're working on it now. They're, they're test running it like literally as we speak. Um, and then over at Disneyland at California Adventure Park, they have a Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is the ride over there. So Trey, do you remember Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios? Did you do that? Yep, I did do that. Okay. Okay. So it's the exact same format and same ride and technology as, as Tower of Terror, but they've re-themed it to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So the, the, 
the thought of, or kind of like the storyline behind the ride is, is you're basically, well, over at Tower of Terror, you're basically in a, like an elevator shaft, like a haunted elevator shaft and, you know, it breaks. And so kind of the same concept without giving away the ride completely, but it's the same concept over at Mission Breakout um, in California. But uh, Rocket, the raccoon, is essentially like frying your <laughs> your ride that you're in. And uh, But the music is epic. Like your butt comes off the seat. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's cool. I love Guardians. Yeah, that, yeah, it's a really, I, it's a really. When, cool, when is that supposed really to come cool out? Ride. So, uh, Mission Breakout is already, it's already there. Oh, it's already live. It's been okay, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They basically they took the same, they took Tower of Terror that was over in California, and they just rethemed it with Guardians. So they put like all that that really good soundtrack to it. They put all those characters in the ride, made it a little bit like darker, but also like brighter colors at the same time. If that makes any sense. So same same ride that's been there, just completely rethemed and. I, I, I tend to think that one is bigger than the one in Disney World. I'm not sure that could be a total lie, um, but it seems bigger when, when, when it drops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. Yeah. You've got to go. I cannot believe you haven't been. I know, I know, I know. I need to work on it. Um, 20, what, what, 2021, that'll be, that'll be a goal. That'll be, instead of traveling somewhere, I'll, I'll do that. It's traveling for sure. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, those are kind of the the other kind of big ones. Um, I mean, there's like I said, there's always something coming and going and new and improved and renovated, kind of always happening in all the parks. So it's it's ever changing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Brian. Any uh, any questions? I can't see your face. Your stupid face. I mean, <sighs> your beautiful stupid face. <laughs> Great, great save, Irvin. That was just I thought so. Graceful and elegant. I try. Okay. Not so much your favorite movie, but we've already have we already talked about your favorite ride? We did. Uh um, yeah, that was the Avatar one. Oh, that's Avatar, right. That's right. That's right. Passage, hands down. I mean I've got a different ride, a different favorite ride at each park, but if I had to choose one ride and like dare I say it is the best part the best ride in all of Disney parks, it would without a doubt be flight of passage. And I would probably go to say that 95% of people that have ridden every ride in Disney parks would say the same. <laughs> Why do you think, Well, I don't, I don't know. Rise of the resistance is, is up there. It's up okay. There. That's, that's the new star Wars one. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Why do you think Disney parks have been such an enduring thing in your life, both before and after you had kids? I guess it's kind of twofold, you know, taking your, like I was saying earlier, just taking your kids and experiencing all of these little, little moments that you did as a kid and you have pictures of, you know, with your parents, um, like as a mom, it it is kind of an unreal, like almost like as cliche as it sounds, kind of like an out of body experience when your kids do these things for the first time and they meet their first princess and, you know, they're running up to every single character. I mean, talk about like mom tears. It's very real. I mean, I have, I would probably say like 95% of my moms that go will text me and they're like, you told me I would cry and you were so right. That's so, <laughs> um, cute. so, I mean, a lot of it is kind of seeing truly the magic behind your children's eyes because, you know, to us, we know what's going on. We know there's a body inside of that character, but they have no idea you know, and even at four or five, six years old, it's the magic is still very much so there for them and the make believe and, 
just the full experience of it all. Um, I also think, you know, in this day and age, especially right now, you know, it really kind of lets, allows kids to be little, um, which is something that, you know, our, our world is so fast paced and we're so ready for them to be able to make their own breakfast and, you know, wipe their own butts. And so when they're at Disney, it's just kind of like, you know, they're just able to, to be a kid and, and do all the things that little kids should do and things they don't want to do, they don't have to do. And you as a parent, you're literally in the happiest place on earth. So if they want to chase the duck, by all means, let them chase the duck. If they want to jump on the beds, let them jump on the beds. Because, I mean, that's truly, in my opinion, that's what it's all about. Um, but we do get, you know, a lot of flack because a lot of times we go without our kids. And people are like, what on earth are you doing at Disney without your kids again? Um, first of all, a lot of it is research. Like there's a lot of work and research and like sheer, yeah. I'm over here doing air Uh quotes, y'all. Research. Research. We go for a lot of, (laughs) we go for a lot of Irvin, your visual flares and this audio podcast are always my favorite part. (laughs) Only eye rolls, the head nods and the thumbs up. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta tell the people, you know? (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, a lot of times when we do go, it, 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 it's, a, it's exhausting, it's super fast paced, but you're kind of in a bubble when you're there, man, like there's just not, when you're there, you're just so immersed into whatever park you're in, whatever ride you're on, that you kind of don't, even if you have a mask on your face in 90 degrees in August, you don't think of COVID, you know what I mean? Like you feel safe, there's so much going on around you. Like I have to remind myself, oh, I absolutely like I've got emails to get to and I've, you know, I've got (laughs) campaigns I have to set up and newsletters I've got to send out. So, you know, you're just in this uh, kind of in this bubble where, you know, kind of life is going on outside of Disney. But when you're in it, it, that's all that there is. And it's it's kind of a cool feeling. And most people will say like, yeah, I felt like I was in a bubble. (laughs) That's awesome. One of this is going to be my final question. I don't know if you boys have anything uh, lined up, but. Well, I guess it's, a, it's kind of a two-part. Three things that every person has to do at uh, Disney, whether it's land or, or world. So three things they have to do. And then some tips, you know, like to your, just like common tips, like, you know, oh, use the restroom at this side over here. No one goes to that <laughs> one, like type of thing. Some tips for the, uh, for the listeners that they can use if they, uh, if they end up going, you know, something that isn't known to the, uh, to the common folks out there. Okay. So for like top three things they have to do, like rides. It, whatever, whatever experience. So, I mean, we've, I feel like we kind of have a, a summary of what, what you've said before, you know, it's the, uh, the avatar ride, you know, the, you're saying that it's very immersed for the star Wars galaxies quest. And, um, right. So three top, top three things. It could be a ride, just an attraction. It could be dinner, whatever you think is, is just absolutely noteworthy. Like you have to kind of do this. Ooh, making me think. There's so yeah, many. See? I mean, one of the things that, you know, I didn't really think was a huge deal, you know, my first time going with my, with my daughter was the parade. You know, you just kind of were like, oh, you know, it's just taking up my time. I could go take advantage of shorter wait times because all these people are out here waiting hours for this parade. But the parades are a must do. I mean, they are just, they're so extravagant and the music and the characters and the characters interact with you. It's not like they're just, you know, riding on this float, you know, waving in midair. I mean, they're looking at your kids, they're winking at them, they're talking to them, they're stopping and they're hugging them and shaking their hands pre-COVID. 
So the parades are, they're a really big deal and they change all the time. So it's not like the same parade that you did two years ago is going to be the same parade that's going on, you know, next year. Um, and then they also change with the holidays. So which probably leads me into my next pointer is to go, you know, obviously don't call it a one and done trip because you're going to regret it and you're going to eat your words because they're very I probably don't have a single client out of almost 2000 that would say I'm never going back. Um, so, you know, make sure that, that you kind of like, you know, take it a day at a time. Um, and, and, and go multiple times during not, not in one year. Um, but go during multiple seasons, for example, um, to go during, you know, the springtime when it's just kind of in summertime, where it's just kind of like your traditional parks is vastly different than when you step into a park in October and it's like decked out for the fall, Thanksgiving, Halloween. And then, um, when you go for Christmas, completely different theming, the characters are dressed different. The decorations are different. The music is different. The parades are completely different. Um, so I just, I think there's, it's a complete, it's a really different experience to go during different seasons. So like I'll actually have a lot of return clients coming saying, Hey, we went during Christmas last year. We'd love to be there for Halloween this year. And then leading into my third point, wow, it was a really good segue is to be there for the, the turn of the seasons. And so what that is, or the turn of the holidays. So if you time it right, um, and I, I work with a lot of families to do this, and I've done it myself several times. If you time it right, you can actually be there for Halloween and Christmas. And, and by that, I don't mean you're there for two months. I mean, you're there for the Halloween decor, and you're also there for the Christmas decor. And you're there for the Halloween party. And then if you're there long enough, which would probably be like eight days, nine days, you could also be there for the Christmas party. Um, so it's called like the turning of the seasons or turning of the holidays. And so like, we, for example, last year, we arrived on like the day before Halloween, did the Halloween party, got all of the Halloween things out. And then when we woke up the next morning and we were in Magic Kingdom, it was Christmas. So it's just a really cool, you know, kind of change of everything. And it's amazing how they take the amount of decor they have, you know, that's all Halloween and overnight change it to Christmas. Like, and I'm talking like wreaths on every pole and, you know, Mickey pumpkin heads changed into more wreaths and bows and Christmas music instead of Halloween music and snow on main street and versus candy. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. So that would probably be probably top three. That would probably be my third is, is to be there for the turn of the season. That's, that's a great one. That's pretty cool. I didn't even, I would never have considered that or thought of that, but that's actually awesome. That'd be a great time to go and see that. <laughs> Yeah. And then as for tips, oh man, see, this is why I made my ebook because I was like, I mean, tip number so one, many. make sure you uh, read the ebook, make sure you go through the 18 pages. Tip number one, call Stephanie. Tip number <laughs> one, call Stephanie at Traveling Ears. That's right. I mean, there's so much that goes into planning it, but just like kind of little things that a lot of people don't think about are, you know, for example, when you're walking into the front gate, um, most people tend to just go to the lines to the right and they're waiting in line to get through security and there's absolutely nobody to the left. I told all my clients, I'm like, go to the left. Like, don't sit there and just wait in line. Go around them. Uh, another one is, like, say the park closes at 10 um, and you really wanted to ride Slide Passage all day long and the line has been, you know, two or three hours all day long. As long as you were in line before the park closes, 
they will let you ride that ride, um, even if the park is closed. So you'll probably be the last ones out of the park, which is a pretty incredible experience. That's same thing with the dining. Yeah, same thing with, I mean, there's nothing like being in an empty park. I actually did that for my first time in August. Same thing goes for like a dining reservation. If you, if you make the last dining reservation time, um, which we did at Oga's in, uh, at Hollywood Studios, not only do they not like rush you out, they're going to let you enjoy your drinks, let you enjoy your food. And then when you leave, you are the only person in the park other than the cast members that are walking with you to make sure you find your way out. Like it's, that's a really, really neat experience. It's hard to do with kids because it's usually late, but other, like another really big tip is just don't pack so much into a day. You know, your kids, most of the time when you're going with kids, they're little, they can only handle so much. And the more, the more exhausted they are, the worse it's going to be. <laughs> so I typically like the younger the kids, the lower the expectations need to be, but you know, kind of go like, like I said, you know, a little bit earlier is it's important to have structure. Um, but it's even more important to not be too overly planned because there's just this like stigma with a Disney, a Disney vacation right now. And that it's so stressful and, you know, it's so overwhelming and it can be if you're planning your bathroom breaks and you're planning where you're eating a snack and what time, you know, that's stressful. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to do that at home. Yeah. Nonetheless, like a theme park with my two kids, like, you know, running around like maniacs. So that's probably another really big one that most people won't tell you, but having done it so many times in different ways and with my kids from infants to now six is, you know, just go with the flow, but have a little bit of structure to it to where you know what you need to do and you have a list. Um, and all my clients, they all have touring plans. Like they know exactly what park they're going to and what order they should do the, the attractions in based on uh, the lay of the land, like where it's at in the park. And then based on like priority, like how, how popular is the ride? How long are the wait times in the morning versus the evening? How likely is the ride to break down in the evening versus in the morning type of thing? So, you know, that type of plan, but it doesn't say, you know, at 8.02, you need to be here and 9.07, you should be here. That's, it's too much. <laughs> I could go on forever. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. These are all great tips. I mean, it's stuff that I, like you said, people really wouldn't think about. And so, Go yeah. Oh, one more. Sorry. I've got one more. Um, when it comes to Disney world, a really big thing over there is making sure you're at a resort has good transportation. Um, and because like I was saying earlier, you can take a bus to some resort, to some parks, you can take a boat, you can take the Skyliner, you can take the monorail, you can Uber, you can taxi, you can take a minivan. So there's all these different options for transportation. And when you've got, you know, multiple kids and strollers and backpacks and sippy cups and all the things like snacks falling out of your fanny pack, you know, it's easier to be at a resort that has more options for transportation. So that's kind of always something that I try to set my clients up for success with because it's a lot more stressful when it's like, you know, they're taking a bus to every single place they're going. I try to get them at a resort to where, you know, they kind of break it up. They take a bus here, they take the Skyliner here, they take the monorail, especially little boys like I know hundred percent you put them at a hotel on the Skyliner or the monorail, like the mom and the, and the dad, like they're going to knock it out of the park for that vacation. <laughs> oh yeah. Great start to the, to the, to the trip. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I can go on forever. Follow my Instagram for more tips. Cause that's typically where I'm posting them. <laughs> awesome. What is uh yeah. Before we get into that, what guys, do y'all have any other questions? No, nah, I'm good. I just know who to call whenever I'm ready. <laughs> traveling years <laughs> I, I tried right. to do his best like ghostbusters i could but it, it didn't work better than i could have done <laughs> Thanks,
Stephanie, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. The floor is yours. Tell the people um, where they can find you, where they can call you if you want them to call you, because you said calling is a big deal if you want to disclose that on yeah. here. Uh, website, like any big projects that you have coming up, like you're, this is your time to shine right now. So have a, have at <laughs> well, it. Thank you. Yeah. What an honor. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the biggest projects kind of coming into 2021 is Disney World's 50th anniversary. So that's a really, really big, big deal, especially for, you know, like the big Disney fans and, and even clients that have never been or have been once or twice, you know, to go for the 50th anniversary is, is a huge deal. They usually deck out the castle. I mean, one year they made it look like an entire birthday cake. So I don't know what wow. they have up their sleeves for next year. Um, so my uh, kind of other things on the horizon is just continually me personally as, as a travel advisor is staying on top of, of the constant evolving changes because it is, it's every single day. And that's one thing that if you don't stay on top of it every single day, you're, you're lost, you're completely lost. And so, especially with dealing with travel kind of all over the world, especially in the Caribbean and Mexico, um, that's kind of something that that's really kind of big on my radar. Cause that's important that my clients get to where they need and want to go and they get there safely and with everything that they need to do so. We will, so uh, another thing that I kind of wanted to take note of was, so revenge travel is a thing. Have y'all heard that term? I've heard it, a similar term, revenge buying, when it came to to shopping and people being closed. So I'm assuming it's the same? Mm -hmm. Exactly, or like revenge bought after like you break up with somebody. Mm -hmm. So same thing, people are basically just like, pissed off. They've been locked up for so long. So they're just like ready to get out. And so revenge travel is a bit, is a big deal right now. And, you know, even though the, the parks aren't at hundred percent capacity, like we are seeing the parks, um, the parks fill up, the resorts fill up. So um, revenge travel is totally a thing. It's not odd or weird to feel like, Hey, I just need to get out of here right now. Um, so just kind of, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, but no, so yeah, if you have any interest in, in travel in general, especially when it comes to Disney or all inclusive down in the Caribbean, um, more on the luxury end of, of all inclusive, um, you can visit my, so Instagram is, is probably where my presence is the largest and where I'm the most active. Um, my handle is traveling ears, vacations, um, ears like Mickey ears traveling because that's, that's what we do. Um, and then my one L or two L's on that one L. 1L. Okay. 1L. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, also, of course, visit our website, um, request your quote there if you're wanting to, you know, inquire about a trip and then we'll set, we, I usually set up a phone call from there. Um, What's the website? Also on travelingears.com. I figured, but you know, we got to throw it out there. We got to throw it out there. <laughs> travelingears.com. Yeah. And then um, Facebook is also traveling ears, just 1L. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Trying to get up on YouTube more. I'm just not a video person, um, but I'm, I'm working on it because video is such a big deal, especially with, uh, with travel right now. And people really want to visually see what's going on in Jamaica and Mexico and Turks and Caicos in the parks kind of all over. So, um, so YouTube will apparently be a thing <laughs> for us in the future. That'll, I think that'll now, be a but, hit. I think that'll be a hit. Yeah. My last YouTube video, I got like a thousand views. I was like, what? A thousand views? Like, like that's something like amazing. It's not. 
Um, no, it, that's was, a huge accomplishment. I think I have like three <laughs> views on one of my videos. So I'm like, yeah, no. My previous ones, awesome. exact same YouTube channel. I have like three views. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Why this one like blew up like it did. But I was like, I mean, I'm like a YouTuber apparently now. <laughs> I've got to nice. keep up with it. There you go. So anyway, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate this. And I had a lot of fun with you. Thank you for coming. This was awesome, informative, and it's always just great catching up with you as well. Yes. Next up is getting you to a park. Oh my goodness. Yes. No, that's, <laughs> I, that's really going to happen. I'm, I'm, you, everything you that you to. talked about from Star Wars to the Avatar ride, I didn't even know I wanted to go on that. Now I want to go on that. So I didn't even know I wanted it, but now I yeah, do. I need it. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been absolutely wonderful. Um, we look forward to it, guys. Traveling Ears on Instagram, on YouTube, uh, travelingears.com. Make sure that you go and follow her and support her and then you know, reach out to her for your traveling needs, not only Disney, but obviously that's the emphasis, but also uh, you know, any, anything else. That's right. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. I need another drink. I'm out. Well, you heard Trey's drink clank and Brian's yawn, so you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.